0: All right. So it's no secret that video takes time in your business. The content creation process and the post-production process of video is extensive, but it's also no secret that video seems to be where the internet is going. And it seems like that kind of content is getting so much traction online. So if you're sitting here wondering, okay, I know that I need video in my business, but I don't exactly know how to do this in a way that's time effective, and also going to convert into clients, then today's episode is for you. Hello, and welcome to the Called to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both let's dive in today i'm going to give you three of my best tips for creating impactful video as a busy entrepreneur you're going to get tips on how to make video a little less daunting and way more impactful so let's dive in so i've been leveraging video content in my business for over four years i just checked On some of the statistics on my YouTube channel. And I have videos older than four years, but I I didn't get serious and consistent until four years ago. Now, my channel has 50,000 plus subscribers. And for views, I just checked on this and I'm at over two and a half million views across my channel. So the reach that these videos have had is tremendous and that's just on YouTube. I also have, you know, Facebook views, Facebook group, and I now have been pretty consistent about reels and have had a couple of reels go viral with a couple million views each. So that's been really exciting and just the potential is crazy here. So that just gives you a tiny bit of of context for my experience in video, what it's done for my business and the type of reach and visibility you can achieve with video is tremendous. But why? Like, Why does video do so well online? Well, there are a couple of answers for this. Two things. Number one, video is just going to be more engaging because it's using more dimensions of like your senses. So instead of just reading something and assuming the tone, you can hear it. Instead of just hearing somebody like we are right now on this podcast, you can actually see their face. You can see the expressions. And I think as humans, we're constantly assessing someone's face when they're talking to see if we can believe what they're saying. And so nothing is going to connect with your audience faster to grow trust and build almost like that relationship or that feeling that they know you like video. The other reason that video tends to do really well in terms of organic reach, visibility, and content marketing is because it tends to be more evergreen. So what does evergreen mean? this when it in terms of content this essentially means that something can still be relevant later on beyond the season that you're in or the day that you're in or the day that it was published so the lifetime value or like the shelf life of a piece of content is something you should be thinking about as a creative business owner because when you send out a tweet they say you know the life of the tweet is like Seconds to minutes, the life of you know a Facebook post might be a day or two. I think that's now shorter because Reels have kind of come in algorithmically and have been taking over. And Reels, it's it's a little bit longer, but it's still it doesn't tend to like stay around for months and months. However, when it comes to a YouTube video, I have YouTube videos that are years old, like years old that are some of my still to this day most popular videos on my channel. So when I pull up the stats on my phone, I can see what videos are are gaining the most views, the most subscribership, and the most traffic to my channel. And when I look at these videos, what's crazy is that the ones that are getting the most traction are actually some of the oldest videos. And that's because the content is not, it, you know, it's not just like a here and gone kind of topic. It's answering a question that someone might have for years to come. And that is why video is so important in your content and why it would should be a part of your marketing plan. So an example of non-evergreen content is something that's made more for like a time-specific holiday or a holiday sale. Or another example of something that's not super evergreen could be like commenting on something that has to do with like fashion or a social event or like a celebrity event. Like there's people that make commentary on these types of things. And that's it's very like hot while it's happening, but then it's over, right? Like, I don't know, I'm not Googling what happened with a celebrity five years ago, right? That's something that's really, really hot for a given moment, and then it goes away. But in contrast, evergreen content is things that you're addressing problems, pain points, struggles, or just simple questions that your audience is going to have forever. Things that are going to position you as the expert that lead to your products and services. Now, the interesting thing here to remember is that even if you post something that doesn't include a holiday or any seasonality in your post, but it was shared to Instagram, it's likely not considered evergreen content. Just due to the nature of the platform. True evergreen content is something that can be searched for and found a year from now, for example, after you publish it, and it could still feel relevant and helpful to your audience in a year. So I think platform is really important here and is is worth mentioning because right now, Instagram isn't really searchable in the same way that Google allows your blog to be searchable or YouTube to be searchable. That's why I'm always going to encourage you to create your own content on your own website or blog and then host those videos somewhere like YouTube because then that positions all of that content to be search engine friendly and actually work for you in the long run. If you enjoy the topic of video and you're interested in starting a YouTube channel, you'll definitely wanna go back and listen to episode three. I talked all about how a YouTube channel could potentially fit into your business and what the next steps would be to get that started. And so again, that's in episode three here on the Call to Both podcast, and I'll have that linked down below. Okay, so diving into the three things that you need to make video content in your business work for you as a busy entrepreneur. So how to get the most out of that content, get the most mileage. Number one, you need to pre-plan and know exactly where you plan to use that video before you ever hit record. So you'll need to know what is the video for, where is the video going, like quite literally on the internet, where is it going to go? Because that influences the format, the length, uh, the style of the video, where these people are gonna be consuming your content really does matter. And you also wanna know what you want that video to do for you in your business. Where in the process is this video coming into play? Is this people who don't know anything about you? Is this something that's going to move them through your nurture sequence to get them closer to a purchase? Or is this something that's in your marketing form maybe your existing clients that you hope to come back to be repeat clients. So it's something like that is that you need to know exactly what you want them to do and what role, I guess, the video plays in this. So when you think about who it's for, what you want them to do, where it's going to live, so much of the creation process gets simpler. So let's say, for example, you decide to add a video to your weekly blog post for your audience. So you might create a really robust weekly blog post every single week and you just pull out an element from that blog post and add a video To make it come to life. So whatever's the most visual element, maybe you grab that and you demonstrate it and you put that in the blog post. Now you know exactly what context people are going to be in, what frame of mind, what piece of content they're going to have clicked on before they see that video. You know it's going to be on your website. You know it's going to be embedded. And likely this is something you're going to share with your audience in a newsletter or on social media. And you know where that fits in because it's a to that weekly piece of content. So that would be a perfect example of how knowing exactly where you plan on putting this really does influence the planning process and makes it a whole lot easier when you sit down to record. Number two give your video a home somewhere search-based now we talked about this before but your video needs to have a home and that home needs to be your website first and foremost but where does the video actually live like who hosts it now i like youtube that's who hosts the videos that you see on my blog um, and across my website And a really cool plus to this is that not only is it free hosting for the actual video, and then I can just grab the embed link and put it wherever I need to on my website to, you know, add to a blog post or put on, you know, maybe a coaching page or an about me page or product description, but I get the added benefit of YouTube on the YouTube end of things, indexing my videos and having search engine optimization abilities so I can name that video and tag it and title it and do things that would essentially double up as more visibility. So there's people on the YouTube side that might find that video that never would have found me through my blog or my social media. So you're kind of able to get people on both ends when you host your videos with YouTube. Now, you, you could just upload a video straight to Facebook or Instagram, for example. I know there's Instagram video, which used to be IGTV. Facebook has native hosting, I guess, where you can just upload a video. And I do think that you can repurpose your videos in this capacity. But both of these platforms are totally lacking in the realm of search. So at a high level, I don't think that should be the only plan or your home base, for example, like I know that so many business owners put so many eggs in the Facebook basket early on. They were getting incredible reach and Facebook pages were just blowing up and you could reach everybody that liked your page. And then there was a big shift. And by the time my business was on Facebook, it had already happened where essentially it didn't matter if 5,000 people had said, I want to see your page. I like your page. Thumbs up. It was still really hard to reach them. You were only having a few percent of those people actually see your posts. And so for this reason, I think having your own videos live on your website first and foremost, in your blog post first and foremost, and then backed up somewhere search is the safest way to make sure that you're in control of your content. So because you're pre-planning your content and you're thinking about where it's going to go before you actually hit record, you can also think about search and the search engine ability as you're planning the video itself. So really think about user behavior here. Someone isn't going to type into the search bar, this tool changed my life, right? But they will type how to organize my client projects for free. And they might come across your video on HoneyBook, for example, that talks about how you organize your client projects. I mean, not a free tool, but, for example, maybe more like Notion or Trello or Asana or something like that, right? So really be thinking about user behavior when you're thinking about the title of your videos and the things that you actually say in your videos, because that also plays a role because YouTube is indexing everything that they can get their hands on, including what you actually say in the video itself it's pretty crazy step number three is repurpose, repurpose, and repurpose. A video can become easily 10 more pieces of content in your business. You can share that video to Instagram, and Instagram, of course, breaks up into lots of different things. You have your Instagram stories, you have your feed, there are reels. You could take small snippets from the video and repurpose those into reels very easily. And the same goes for Facebook. You can take a you know 60-second version of the video or highlights from the video, upload that natively to Facebook, link linking back to your original blog post or the YouTube channel. You have Pinterest and a newsletter option that you could take, you know, the headlines and some screenshots from the video repurpose that into a weekly newsletter and then i like to grab a few of those things change up the graphics and repost it again a week later for anybody in the audience that didn't actually get a chance to click on it the first time or they didn't see it the first time because so little of our audiences are actually seeing every single thing we post so be sure that you're maximizing the reach and the visibility of all the videos in your business by running through your business assets Your assets are all the channels that you have an audience on and the email list that you have. So this is actually something that I do in the kickoff call for my creative coaching clients where we will sit down together and brainstorm and get onto paper all of your business assets. So I want to know where are you currently posting? Where do you have accounts or handles with your business name? Are you on Pinterest? Are you active on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or you know all these different places that you can be online? And these are your assets. So when you create a piece of content in your business, make sure you actually sit down for a minute and make a plan for how you're going to disperse that one piece of content. And hopefully that piece of content contains some video. But even if it doesn't, there needs to be a plan for how you're going to get that to your audience. So if that blog post, for example, isn't being created into a carousel on your Instagram and then a reel and a couple of Instagram stories, a few Pinterest pins, a Facebook post and a newsletter there's probably some room in your business for repurposing. So when you pre-plan this content, you leverage search in both the platform you upload on and the way that you optimize the video itself, and you're intentional about how you repurpose, you are going to save so much time. But not just that, I really think you're going to reach more people. And that video is going to serve you for a longer amount of time, but it's also going to bring you more clients. And I think that's At the end of the day, what we have to keep coming back to as business owners, we have to think, who is it for? What do I want them to do? Where are they at in their journey? Where am I going to put this? And we do this for for all content. And it really, we should be thinking about this when we craft any kind of content. But I think it's especially important for video because you do want to make sure that the time, the effort, the money that you're putting into video is Paying you in the end and is moving the needle in your business. So, before I wrap up, I want to share some softwares that are going to make this way easier for you when it comes to video. If you're editing on an Apple computer, I strongly recommend you just start with iMovie. It's super straightforward, it's free. There are incredible tutorials available online, and it's how I edited like probably the first 75 videos for my YouTube channel, it's just iMovie. Descript is another fantastic tool that allows you to edit. Uh, through the transcript itself so it transcribes the video and you can literally go in and edit what you said and it automatically edits the video it's really cool you can add captions you can do all kinds of stuff and i actually know some people that use this for podcast recording as well so great multi-purpose tool that is a paid software though and it's a computer platform but as far as phone apps you have a couple of options for that as well if I were to just record on my phone and create a video on my phone, which you totally can do for your content, I would recommend that you use InShot or Canva to edit that video, which is crazy. Did you know you can use Canva to edit video? You can. It's really, it's really good. And I've actually used it a couple of times in my business to create graphics and then embed a video on top of that graphic. Another way to use video in your business is in the client lead follow-up process. And you'll want to check out an app called Bonjuro. It's a free tool and it basically allows you to record a video greeting or follow-up to your client and then it packages it up in an email. And I'm a really big fan of using this as a way to welcome new students into my courses and programs. But I have students who have used this on the photography side of business to follow up to their leads. And so you can set it up so that when someone comes through your contact form on your website and you get an inquiry, you can get a notification on your phone from Bonjoro. You open it up, you record face to camera immediately saying like, hey, super excited to hear from you. I'm going to be sending you some like packages, collections, information. Let's hop on a call. And that is going to stand out. It just is. Like, How many people are going to be spending time creating a video response for their leads? And I hope that that gives you an idea, just a couple of ideas of ways that you could utilize video in your business in both your content but also in the sales process the follow-up process so that you can really stand out so again that app is bonjour I will, of course, have all these softwares and apps linked down below, along with full show notes. And by the way, if you ever can't listen to an episode, there are full detailed show notes on my website. So those will always be linked down below and available at joinmichelle.co slash blog. I hope this episode has opened your eyes to what's possible with video, giving you a couple ideas, and of course, the three tips for creating video As a busy entrepreneur, it's absolutely worth your time, but I want to make sure that you get the most out of it. So I love creating episodes like this. Oh, and don't forget to go back and listen to episode three here on the podcast. It's all about how a YouTube channel could fit into your business and some first steps for getting started. That's all going to be linked down below along with everything that we've talked about here today.